0: Welcome, everyone, to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darse, and with me is Texas's most wanted, Isaac Campos. Isaac,
1: how you doing, man? Good, man. Just been relaxing because, you know, not been doing much the last couple of weeks, playing some games. Uh, but how are you? How's your dog? I know she got some work done a yeah. couple
0: weeks ago. Uh, she's doing well. Um, she ended up having to get uh, five teeth removed uh, with... And then, of course, had to get stitches from that. But um, she's back to her normal self, um, being as crazy and pain in the butt as always, but ad- adorable <laughs> and lovable. She's actually uh, laying to my right right now, sleeping. Uh, she she got worked up watching me work out, and um, now she's now she's worn out basically <laughs> she doesn't like the clanking <laughs> of the the weights or the jump rope and so it it, it gets her worked up quite a bit and i'm constantly well, having to...
1: just just do it, running around in circles barking at you she'll
0: just sit there and kind of bark like like yeah, as okay. i'm lifting and you know i gotta kind of kind of she'll end up settling down but you gotta start with like the whole you know zyra knock it off <laughs> like, like let, let me lift and then uh, she'll yeah. finally lay down but maybe, yeah. maybe that's her workout you know yeah I mean, I normally I normally uh, do walker before we do our our podcast, but today um, I just felt like hitting the gym earlier than normal, so I'll, I'll walk her after the podcast instead of before this time. But yeah, it was uh, it's a pretty good day. Uh, you know that we uh, I expressed some of my frustrations with some things before the podcast that I don't want to say on the podcast, but. Uh, yeah so (laughs) you know besides that how my day is going but uh overall though pretty good can't can't really complain okay yes but uh, everyone thank you guys so much for tuning into the one more game podcast again this is a podcast that is geared to make sure that you guys are in the know when it comes to gaming news whether it is playstation xbox nintendo jaguar cd 32X from Sega, I don't even know, we're going to talk about the Game Boy maybe today. Uh, If anything like that comes up and we think you need to know about it, then you're going to know about it. If you guys like the show and you're listening to it on your respective podcast services, please consider hitting the follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what it is there. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast service that lets you leave reviews, please leave a 5-star review and tell people why you love the One More Game Podcast. If you want to be part of the show, please email your questions into pressstartgaming28 at gmail.com. That is pressstartgaming28 at gmail.com with the subject line question for the show. And we will try to include that in an upcoming show. I go through all that because that's how we start every podcast. And what do we also start every podcast with? It's talking about what we've been playing lately. So Isaac, as always, and we probably already know what it is, but what have you been playing lately?
1: Yeah, at this point, I think the Destiny, bringing up, I don't want to talk about Destiny is just like you saying, bringing up your backlog, you know, how many times do I bring this up? But yeah, you know, Destiny, uh, nothing too interesting this week, nothing new. We, in a month, we got that showcase, so maybe maybe I'll talk about it more then. But I've been playing a lot of other, other things. Um, right off the top, I'm just going to say, you know, we finally played a man's golf game in Golf With Your Friends. <laughs> you know, it was me, you, and another friend. You know, just complete domination. Not just complete domination. domination. <laughs> you know, well, the complete domination in the courses that count. Everybody knows <laughs> that Space Station is the worst course in that game. <laughs> if you agree, send an email to Jeremy uh, on the one he gave you earlier. Yeah. Let's Go just
0: ahead. let's just real quick, I gotta chime in. Uh the only reason he's saying that is because he lost at space station by a landslide. <laughs> okay, okay, but I won three other courses though. You did come back and beat me on two courses, if I remember correctly. No, but, no, 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 no. It was three. It was three. No, you won the first one outright. The one mm-hmm. the first one that we played, you won outright. I was chasing you the entire time. The other two, oh, I was I leading and then lost towards the end that's no, awesome I mean, he came back and beat me in the other two but space station i man. just
1: ran away with it nobody likes that course but anyways um i finished uh death's Cro- oh, Death's crow jesus christ that Death- death's door oh okay. um, you know that one you, you know you're a little crow uh, it's, a, it's an action-adventure game very zelda like um it's i beat it in about nine ish hours and you know it it tells me i'm about 75 percent complete so you can probably squeeze out a few more hours out of that if you're completionist but yeah it's a a really good game love the art style um the combat's really simple but it's fun you get you get um you know like zelda you go and do your dungeons and you get an item and that item it's also like it helps you solve puzzles but it's also a combat item um yeah it's a really great game so if you if you like if you like titan souls uh give it check it out it's twenty dollars you get you get like i said i beat it in nine hours you can probably get a few more hours out of that um but yeah check that one out um what else did i play lemnis gate or lemnis gate yeah yeah you uh you, you helped me get a code for that man that game is so unique it's 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 hard to explain because I remember the first time I watched the trailer for this mm-hmm. at some some event. I was like, I have no I idea was, what's happening. I think here. it was at
0: Gamescom, if I remember correctly, Gamescom uh 2020.
1: Yeah, was when uh, was at least that was the first stupid. time I saw it. Yeah, but I mean, trying to explain it, it's, it's like so. It's a turn-based uh, first-person shooter. You know, you take a turn. You have objectives um, in the match. Yeah, I, there's one v ones and two v twos that I've seen. And so the objectives I've seen, I've only seen two objectives, you know, collect an item, bring it back to your, to your, you know, to your base and shoot these antenna things is the other objective.
0: Okay. But
1: yeah, it's, it's you know, you, you take turns, you go in, you go, like say, you go first. There's also, I want to say eight or nine classes. So you can only choose one class per turn. So you can't just go the same class every turn. Once you use that class one turn, it's locked the rest hmm. of the, you know, the rest of that, that match or at least until halftime. So you go in, you do whatever your play is, and then your opponent goes in, and he tries to counter you. And it's just a back and forth of trying to, you know, outthink um, your opponent, I'll strategize them. It's really interesting and very unique, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that when it comes out, because i think it's on game pass i think I saw earlier that's gonna be on game pass it yeah. is gonna
0: be on game pass and i was gonna put it later in the showcase but i will talk about it now the game unfortunately has been delayed um following the most recent beta um and it was delayed to september 28th uh it basically the it's a good reason, I will say, uh, at least according to the developers of Lemniskate. It got delayed because the beta was so popular that they're taking a lot of the feedback to try to implement it into the game. <laughs> so, like, it's a good thing, but unfortunately, it was supposed to come out yeah. next week, August 3rd.
1: Yeah, and I was surprised that... I, I, when going into it, I was like, oh, okay, there's this is going to be a strategy-heavy game. But I also was surprised at how much... I don't say FPS but how 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 quick your reaction time has to be because there was a one round where I was like all right I'm gonna go in with the sniper class I'm gonna pick this I'm gonna get into position and just pick this guy off like real quick right like his character real quick so it so he his character doesn't kill my character that he killed last round you know and I got into position position or whatever and I hit the first shot and then I missed my second shot and then after that he was just out of position and I had to scramble and, and and, and um, you know, I, I didn't get to do the full play that I wanted to do. So it's just as much as an FPS as it is a strategy game. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a very unique game. And I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I was in that beta, but I unfortunately did not get to boot it up. So I'm glad that you actually liked it. Because... Um, Let's be serious. I like a lot of random games, and I play them, and, you know, we talk about it. Obviously, it uh, it pushes me back from getting my uh, backlog finished. Uh, so I was a little worried that you weren't going to like it. So hearing that you liked it, I feel like I'm going to love this thing. So
1: yeah. uh, I'm glad Hopefully to hear Hopefully they it. do another uh, another beta, or, or if not, whenever it comes out, we both got Game Pass. We can do some of those 2v2s. And it's crazy because they have two different 2v2 modes. Oh, it's okay. like a... It's like, a. I didn't play any, either one of them, but I think it's like, uh, okay, I go, then my opponent goes and then you would go on my team. Right. And then the opponent's second player goes, mm-hmm. or I think it's, a. both of us go at the same time in the same round. And then, you know, when it's their turn, both of them go at the same, at the same time. Okay. So there's two different versions. So it's, like I say it's a very unique game. Um, we should have played this weekend, but we messed up. You know,
0: <laughs> We did mess up because we could have had that as a big deep dive discussion here on this episode. Uh, before I get into my thing, I do have to ask. You said there was going to be an update this week. Do we have a Disco Elysium update?
1: No. Was, <laughs> it was mainly a Death's Door uh, uh, week this week. But th- this week coming up for sure because that- that's the main one I want to get finished. All right. I wanted to wrap up Death's Door because I felt like I was pretty close to the end.
0: We're going to hold you to that because you, you said last week it was this week. Now you're saying it's next week. So we're going to hold you to it. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I've definitely – I've been playing a lot of Scarlet Nexus. Um, I'm pretty close to the end according to my friend who's already beat it and almost through his second playthrough. Yeah. Um, I'm at phase ten. So essentially, think of it this way. Uh, I guess the way to look at it is like there's a mission. Then after the mission, there's a like a a free roam mode before you go to the next mission. And when you get to that free form mode, it's called standby phase. Um, So standby phase one is after the first mission or phase one. And I'm at standby phase nine, so I'm about to go into standby or into phase ten. Apparently, that's towards the uh, getting closer to the ending. Uh, things have really gone all crazy and haywire. But again, it's an action RPG, as I've talked about before. A lot of fun. Deals with uh, basically like this dystopian um, Earth and these these uh, protectors, essentially, that are trying to help keep the citizens alive and just their experiences. But there's a lot of twists in the story, and I'm really enjoying it. And combat just continues to be fun, continues to uh, find new connections or new ways to make moves link together and, and look really cool. And they, they definitely do a phenomenal job making you feel like you're a badass <laughs> when you kill some of these guys because it's just, it's just really good in that regard. Uh, and then something I'm surprised you didn't say, but I will bring it up. I've been playing Pokemon Unite. Pokemon Unite has been a blast. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, unfortunately for me, I lost my first ranked match yesterday. I had two people uh, AFK on me, and um, it it is hard to try to win a three v five on Pokemon Unite. Let me tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm I've other than that, haven't really lost a game. I did compare our player cards. Uh, I'm not gonna call you out on it, but I am. Quite a bit ahead of you on that game. So just again showing how great man, I am at Pokemon Unite. What's up? What, what, what rank are you? Uh, in in rank mode, I'm a great one if I remember correctly. Because I've like been playing right it periodically. You, but man. I'm right behind you. But in, in the trainer card, if you go to the trainer card, it tells you your overall scores. Do you want me to call you out? Because I can't call you out. Go for it. All right. You average in the 60s for your 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 score i average 120 i'm literally double than you on that game
1: yeah, but you play OP characters, so I'll totally play like bottom
0: of the bottom tier, so <laughs> all right, yeah. All right, we'll go with that excuse. That sounds like a good one. <laughs> uh but anyways, we've been talking a lot about video games, and we have more things to talk about, but let's talk about to the game catalog that we have for this episode. And we have more Fallout and responses coming from the lawsuits on Activision Blizzard. PlayStation 5 and Xbox series are selling like hotcakes even with limited supplies uh support for ssds is coming to ps5 and mortal Kombat 11 hits a milestone when it comes to sales that's all coming up to the one more game podcast again thank you guys so much for tuning into the episode with us we're going to get right into our first story again as I said, this is more fallout and more responses coming from the lawsuits over Blizzard. We're going to go to two different articles. Uh, first one we're going to is Kotaku's um, Ethan Gotch, and it, this is called Inside Blizzard Developers' Infamous Bill Cosby Suite. So if you guys remember from last week's episode, I was reading the um, some of the text from the lawsuit, and one of the things that were said in there was, that there was this Bill Cosby suite. And I remember reading it and wasn't too sure on what exactly that meant. And I think a lot of people, at least article-wise, were struggling trying to understand that too. Well, now we kind of have more details on it. And it's it's definitely... I don't know. Out there, I guess I'll say that. So, anyway, we'll start with the article. Since news broke last week of widespread allegations of sexual harassment and discrimination at Activision Blizzard via a legal complaint from the state of California, many top male developers there, both current and former, have responded with shock and dismay. But while many claims that there were oh, they weren't aware of the problematic, quote, frat boy culture, unquote, leading to accusations of sexual harassment and assault at the hands of male Blizzard employees, comments and images shared on social media paints a different picture. Based on photographs and screenshots of Facebook posts obtained by Kotaku, it's clear that people beyond Alex Afrasiabi, uh, the man that's named in the lawsuits and the longtime World of Warcraft developer, were aware of this, quote, Cosby Suite mentioned in the lawsuit. That was apparently a nickname for Alex's BlizzCon 2013 hotel room and seemingly a reference to the name of the previously convicted rapist, Bill Cosby. Um, So there's a lot of uh, details in here. I'm going to try and uh, sum it up. But I do, again, as I said last week, I do recommend you guys go read these articles so you can get the full context. But just for timing's sake, I have to um, summarize them a little bit. here in the Bill Cosby suite, essentially, based on these images and comments from uh, the guy's Facebook pages, um, it was reportedly a booze-filled meeting place where many, including B, would pose with an actual portrait of Bill Cosby smiling. It was a hot spot for informal meetings. Uh, there was also a, um, a tweet that... One of A uh, number of these Blizzard employees were in it, uh, and one of them says, uh, who's the former Blizzard designer, David Kosak, wrote, I'm gathering the hot chicks for the cause. Bring them, S. Rosby said. You can't marry all of them, another one says, and he's like, I can. Uh, I'm Middle Eastern. Uh, and then another guy who's currently the lead game designer at Blizzard replied, you misspelled the F word, basically, because... You know, want to have sex with these girls, apparently, um, there's a lot of other details. Some of them are backing on them or the, some of the people that were in these tweets or in these images are coming out saying that some of this is getting taken out of context. Like one of them said, uh, that the girls that were being mentioned in that tweet was actually the wife, uh, and friend of one of the, uh, of that guy's or that guy's wife. And again, her friend, um, some people are saying, "Well, are you saying that you let them say those like texts about your your wife?" There's a lot of a lot of things to unpack there when it comes to the Cosby Suite. But again, like a lot of it is uh, you. There's photos of them posing with this painting of Bill Cosby, and this came out in 2013. The lawsuits against Bill Cosby didn't come out till 2018, but um, stories and rumors of uh, Cosby's um, sexual assaults i should say uh came out in 2008 so some people feel like trying to play um negligence or play dumb uh doesn't cut it well following all this there also was a walkout from blizzard employees uh where they um basically protested what was going on this is coming from the verge for zo Sh- uh, It says activision blizzard employees walk out of work to protest rampant sexism and discrimination. Uh, Wednesday morning, hundreds of Blizzard employees rallied outside the company's main campus in Irvine, California, to protest the company's handling of sexual harassment and discrimination charges. They're asking the gaming studio to agree to four demands, including ending mandatory arbitration in an all in all employment contracts. And until these demands are met, we won't stop walking or stop fighting. Um, so again, this comes out from the lawsuit. Uh, At the protest, employees stood shoulder-to-shoulder across two city blocks holding signs that read, send the frat boys back to school and women in video game industry to serve a safe place to work. Um, There was a lot of uh, things that came out of this. Part of this also is in retaliation of the um, PR statement that Activision sent out, um, where basically they initially denied the allegations. This is going back to the article. Uh, Chief Compliance Officer Francis Townsend saying, quote, We cannot let egregious actions of others in a truly meritless lawsuit damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity for all employees. Uh, Townsend then previously served as Homeland Security. Um, Then the CEO wrote a public letter calling the initial response tone deaf, and he noted the company was engaging uh, with this outside law firm to audit the policy and procedures. Um, Basically, then the employees felt that – That was the right move, but it still didn't go far enough, and that's with the walkout. So I know I've been talking a lot. I'm trying to summarize it as best I can. Again, please go read these articles uh, so you guys can have full context. But with that all being said, Isaac, I know you, of course, get to see all these articles, get to check them out ahead of time. Let's start, I guess, with the Cosby suite first, and then we'll talk about the protest. What was your reaction when you saw – the details essentially come out about this cosby suite at the 2013 blizzcon
1: i mean uh, just off the rip just seeing that picture you know with they they're i think they're on a bed and they have the picture of bill cosby and they're all smiling it just looks gross right is it like just your initial impression oh man it just looks looks gross now i mean like you said that the picture was taken in 2013 the allegations for Bill Cosby were already out there, but I'm not sure how many people were were aware, like aware of them. I know I wasn't aware of you know the allegations against Bill Cosby in 2013. So it's it's possible some of them didn't know about it. Um, but the suite itself, I mean, informal meetings. I mean, who knows what actually went in there, right? We don't have a details what actually went on in there. Correct. Um, so it it could be it could be just nothing there. It could be, it just, it op, the optics just look bad. Calling it the Bill Cosby suite, for, for what we know now, it mm-hmm. just looks bad and it sounds gross, but that doesn't excuse everything else that went on that we know and people are saying happened, like the cube crawls and, and um, you know, sexism towards women's, you know, in, in affecting their jobs and promotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole thing, yeah, it, it just looks gross, you know, optically. And, I mean, the CEO responded. Well, Activision's first response was just awful. It was really bad. Like, they tried, I think I have a quote here. Let me see. Yeah, and it is, quote, it is this type of irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's businesses out of California, end quote. That is just, like, why would you say that? You're just trying to pass blame Mm -hmm. at this point. Like, you're not even trying to be uh, held accountable for for how you are running this company so the higher ups it's not going to happen but the higher ups do need to be let go fired shareholders need to get them out of there probably not going to happen but some, something needs to happen something I'm sure low level lower level people will get fired but at the higher end I doubt all of them get let go
0: yeah, I um I agree with you in that regard when it comes to will the higher ups all get let go? I don't think so. And some of them definitely need to right away. You know, again, at the people named in the lawsuit that are, you know, still in in power in other places need to be let go. Those that their stories have came out, uh, you know, the the victims have spoken about it and and essentially can and have named those people they should they should be removed i mean there's there's enough evidence that you know when some people say of course like where's due process let the judicial system play out there's enough there's enough information there's enough details right now that i think you should believe them first i mean you should always believe first right but you should in most settings you believe but you still have to let the process play out in this case i feel like the we have enough evidence to we don't need to let the process fully play out. They they should be removed. Um, but going back to the to the Cosby Suite part of it, you know, I when I I I've, I've flip flopped in thoughts on this a lot, and part of it is kind of, I guess the key point is that part of the the Bill Cosby Suite in 2013. Again, we're centering on 2013. We don't I don't know for a fact. If it was before this as well, or if it was after the, uh, if it was continuing after this or not, all we know is about at least in the 2013, based off of these articles and what's came out, is like you said, the allegations were there on Bill Cosby, but it wasn't widely known. The lawsuit hadn't actually came out yet uh, that actually charged Bill Cosby, so some knew about it, but some didn't. And I feel like a lot of people didn't. And so when some of these guys who did tweet out about it said, you know, they didn't know about the things they just thought it was a funny thing because they had found this like flea market picture painting of Bill Cosby and, you know, wanted to call it the Bill Cosby room. Like it just was funny. I almost believe it in it because of that reason. But the part that, I struggle with essentially is how do we like how do we know that they didn't know that it it hadn't came out yet like some of it i i can see but i just also i don't i can't imagine
1: that all of them didn't know that every that every single one didn't yeah it is it is a weird thing to name right yeah especially what we know like what what they're being accused of and but Man, it's just I, I don't know, but we're never gonna find out if they knew or not. That's something we're just never gonna know.
0: Uh, well, and of course they're never going to admit if they knew or not, right? right. If, if even if it's truthfully like they did know, they're never gonna tell you they knew, and that's the hard part. You know, you, you you when they say they don't know, you either have to take them at face value and say okay they they actually did know, or you have to be skeptical which is where we're at right in our shoes where we have to be skeptical because of the allegations surrounding this if this was a its own thing you know if that lawsuit never came out and it was this article just kind of got posted you might be more willing to be like oh you know they're trying to draw lines that aren't there but when you see the lawsuit and then you have this come out and then you have the details kind of coming out around this Bill Cosby suite you're like <clears throat> You know, it's almost like when there's smoke, there's fire. Sometimes there's not fire. But when there's smoke, there typically is fire. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Um, You know, some of the people... Uh, like, for instance, one of the guys who is in the suite did tweet out about it. His name is Greg Street. Uh, he worked on uh, World of Warcraft, but he's currently working on the Riot Games MMO set in the League of Legends universe. Um, he tweeted out a statement, uh, you know, kind of in response to this. And I'm going to just read a little bit of it uh, because it is long. But basically, he says, First and foremost, my heart goes out to anyone at Blizzard who experienced the harassment and discrimination at the company. There's no place in our industry. And even though I'm proud of the progress that's been made at Riot. I know the journey is never over. Secondly, the photos of me in that room dubbed the Cosby Suite have created a lot of discussion and risk that overshadows the work that you're doing. Uh, This is talking to the Riot employees, uh, by the way. Uh, For some of this, this is unwanted and an unwanted distraction. I know that for others, uh, it's brought up uncomfortable feelings and questions. I owe it to you to address it. So he kind of goes into it saying that that room was actually more like a green room, a way to relax, take breaks. You could have some informal meetings, uh, but it was there to kind of like relax, enjoy some drinking. Uh, He says, I genuinely say that I never saw or experienced any harassment described in the allegations, and if I had, I absolutely would have stepped in. Looking back at it, the nickname of the room uh, is Embarrassing giving all that we know now, but at the time, it was nothing more to me than a silly reference to the old flea market portrait. I wasn't even aware of Cosby's reputation until after I left Blizzard and the allegations became more well-known. He left before the uh, the lawsuit actually came out. So that's, that's again, just kind of like at, at quick value. That's what he said. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like you're reading it and you're like, you know what? He could be right, but he, could he be covering himself? It's hard to say. I don't know. And, um you know it's it still is just despicable that we even have to talk about this and we have to decipher all these things because it it should have never even happened to begin with <laughs> and yeah. And and even if this is like even if this is a harmless joke that was done in 2013 that these guys didn't know the allegations that had with Bill Cosby, right? I even if that is the case, it is damning that that became the name of the room and these allegations or not, you know, the lawsuit came out and we have all these women tweeting about their experiences and the harassment that they experienced. It's like to, the connection is too, you know, it's too in line.
1: Yeah, I think it's just hard because we don't have, as long as, I've seen, as far as I've seen, we don't have any stories that that take place in the the, the Cosby Room, right? Like I haven't just, seen any. It's just that it exists and it's tied to this this scumbag that's you know that treats women poorly. Yeah, it was so yeah it's, that it's, was it's, named yeah. in the in the allegation or the lawsuit. Right, Alex. I forgot his last Alex, name. Right. Alex, I,
0: I, I, know I'm basically butchering this last name every <laughs> single time, but it's Afra, Afra Cib, Afra Cib, or something. Okay.
1: Like that. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's it's just hard to I I I'd say in in front in terms of the the lawsuits and allegations, we shouldn't really be focusing at this point in the Cosby room. I think it should be on everything else: the cute mm-hmm. crawls, the sexism, the the suicide that happened. Um. But, yeah, it's just we're never going to know what happened unless someone comes out and tells a story. Yeah. We're never going to know what happened.
0: And that's where I want to take the next steps. As you said, we should be focusing on the other things. And I completely agree. Uh, I just know that that was, um, of course, a big discussion point. And so I wanted to bring that. But, you know, coming out of that into the actual focus, the bigger focus, the Blizzard employees walking out and protesting uh, on campus, you know, i i feel like all of us are able to acknowledge this right that depending on the lens that you view things protests can be seen as positive or negative unfortunately um, we saw that happen uh you know with what happened with uh, george floyd and i don't want to draw that connection but i want to just say in your opinion you see this protest happening how do you feel seeing Uh, You know, these Blizzard employees linking up, joining in union and trying to get some changes by doing this protest outside of their their work.
1: I mean, yeah, more power to them. Um, I hope they they do this uh, as long as it takes for them, for Activision to get the message. I know they've made some demands already. Um, Who knows how long it's going to take for 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 those demands to be met. But it's also not it's also outside of blizzard that I, this is the first time i've actually seen content creators quit a game because you know of something that happened like this yeah right there was a there was a content creator named Pete uh preach i wasn't familiar with him but i know he he was pretty like you know prominent in the world of warcraft community and he put out a video and he said you know there was it was more to it than this but this was the, the straw that broke the camel's back from um that he's quitting wow um so it's also taking place outside of you know the activision studios or, or or buildings but yeah i hope you know activision gets the message something does need to happen this is you know after seeing it sitting for sitting on it for a week this is definitely the worst you know the worst scenario or situation that we've seen of this type right at least in the gaming industry like the ubisoft stuff was bad but this the fact that this has a suicide is mm. is fucking ridiculous
0: yeah, I you're right. I this is I I've been thinking about it. Obviously, I've been talking about it with my wife uh over the time that since the lawsuit came out and it's it is the worst that we've seen in the in the video game industry. There's a chance that there's there's worse than this. And I hope there's not. I hope that this is the the tip of the iceberg that we can essentially um or not the tip the base of the iceberg is what I meant to say uh the base of the iceberg so then that way we have we can dismantle this and then can get to work on dismantling the other uh, harassment and issues that are going on across video games we we already know because of what happened with Ubisoft because of what's going on here with Activision Blizzard that there there's definitely more that are going on in other companies of course is it to this nature no but, there it might be in microaggressions it might be in small hand comments things of that nature and it could be outright uh, some people abusing their their level of power but it's gotta it's gotta come to a a tipping point when when something like this happens when you have employees uh, of Activision Blizzard taking that step to to step out and and walk off the job and as you said you know more more power to them on top of it to get the support from some of the content creators from twitch from youtube from you know other uh streaming platforms and content creating platforms to to join in hands with them um you know i know not everyone did i know that of course some people still played uh you know world of warcraft some people still played um you you know warzone that's fine that's i in my in my personal opinion, that is fine if your choice was not to to join in in the protest. That doesn't necessarily mean you don't agree with what's their protest. You don't agree with them walking off the job because for some people, that's just they they just want to play the game, and in their eyes or in their vision, they see it as supporting the people who worked on the game that were not in the the position or not contributing to it uh and and I'm not one to to peer pressure uh in a lot of cases to do something like that um but I it was it was really awesome in my opinion going through social media pages and seeing the conjoined efforts as you talked about from people just saying hey uh you know I'm I'm not playing x game because of you know what's going on and I'm not doing this because of what's happening with um you know what's going on with Uh, Activision Blizzard so uh, I I just want to ask I guess one more thing off of it is for yourself we talked about it last week that you know we we kind of were like unsure on like ourselves playing the game is what would it take for you to return to like uh an Activision Blizzard game is it would it be seeing the staff go back to work would it be uh seeing actual changes at the, the head levels, you know, how, how would you, if you were in that position, I guess, I don't want to, like, put you on the spot, but if you were in that position, how would you approach, if you were a major content creator that was, your career was built around maybe Warzone or, or um, World of Warcraft, what do you feel would be necessary for you to return towards that said game?
1: Right. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a hypothetical. If I were to buy an Activision game right now, I would feel gross. I would be like, man, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to support this, this publisher right now, I I would feel gross. What would it take for me to, to not feel that way, uh, for when I purchase an Activision game? Um, yeah, I mean, seeing changes, you know, top to bottom, seeing the people that are the, the, the worst offenders, um, being let go. Obviously, uh, like I said, I feel like a lot of the lower level. You know, people that are on the ground floor of Activision are going to get let go. More people in management and and higher up than that probably not going to get let go. But I hope some of them at least get let go. And that's just the the reality of the situation we live in, right? Or Mm -hmm. or the reality of you know of uh, yeah, I mean of of the world we live in. Um, And I think we mentioned it last week. This isn't just a video game industry issue. This is just an issue that that feels like it's it's more in male dominant you know industries it's just an issue in 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 those type of industries but what what would it say yeah like i said just a bunch of people being let go hopefully we see stories from you know uh people that work there that things have improved and then i wouldn't feel so bad about supporting uh supporting activision but like i said i don't like a lot of activision games anyways i don't like call of duty Mm. Mm -hmm. i guess blizzard i do like a lot of blizzard games so but yeah, just just seeing just seeing changes top to bottom.
0: Yeah, I feel like for myself, um, obviously, seeing the change right away would be the first would definitely make me feel more much more comfortable. But uh, I definitely feel like I, I would let you know the the female developers, the former developers uh, that um, were victims of this, kind of take their what their approach is or what their recommendation. You know, if they return to work and they kind of say, you know, hey, uh, I know that all this is going on, but please, uh, you know, continue to support these games because it does support us, you know, for creating it or whatever, then I would, I would probably do it. And if they say, you know, we may, even if they return to work, they're like, you know, we're back to work, but please, um, you know, continue to to spread our voice, spread our message, and don't play these games until real change happens. Then I wouldn't, I would not take the change. I would want them, you know, let them take the take the reins, let them tell me what is right because I don't want to speak for them. I want them uh, to to dictate what they feel is the best way to support them. Um, but I, you know, exactly what you said is kind of is the is the the thing that I would be is right now. I just don't think I could. I could do it. I don't think I could buy something. It would make me feel uneasy. And, um, you know, again, uh, thoughts and and uh, support from the One More Game podcast. I know I speak for Isaac, obviously, on this, but I'm sure... Based off of his talks, everyone uh, agrees in this matter that everyone here on the One More Game podcast, we support all those uh, victims and those that are currently uh, at Activision Blizzard that are not part of the lawsuit and need the support. And we hope that you we see the changes that you guys are requesting along with you. So with that said, we're going to shift gears, talk about again, something a little bit lighter in nature Uh, and that is playstation 5 and xbox series become the fastest selling consoles for their respective companies so we're again we're pulling from two articles and the first one we're going from is the game industry.biz this is christopher Dring talking about it says that playstation 5 is sony's fastest selling games console after surpassing 10 million sales worldwide the new console reached the figure on july 18th just under a month Excuse me, just under a month faster than the PS4. Uh, Other numbers that came out from Sony for sales figures is that Spider-Man Miles Morales has sold over 6.5 million copies since its launch launch last year. PS5 exclusive Returnal, released in April, has exceeded 560,000 copies, and Ratchet and & Clank Rift Apart, which was released last month, is already on over 1.1 million units worldwide, as well as with Sandy, Sandy, San Diego MLB The Show, which was also released for the first time ever not on non-PlayStation non-pla- uh, platforms, on Game Pass specifically, uh, has surpassed 2 million sales worldwide, and the game has actually had has more than 4 million players of course, because of that included Xbox Game Pass subscription. Uh, over for Xbox, we're going to Eurogamer's Tom Phillips. It says, now's the time for trumpeting console sales figures, and Xbox has marketing statistics of its own to flex. Last month, on an earnings call, Microsoft boss Satya Nadella said Xbox Series X and S were the company's fastest-selling consoles ever, with more consoles sold life-to-date than any previous generation. Uh, They didn't give actual numbers, but over on Twitter, games industry analyst Daniel Ahmed noted that the series' sales are likely now around 6.5 million consoles as of June 30th, compared to an estimated 5.7 million of Xbox One over the same time period and 5 million for the Xbox 360. Isaac, what do you think about these crazy numbers for these consoles happening, even with the, the I guess the sentiments that a lot of people have, which is you can't get your hands on them because there's so limited supply out there.
1: Right, I mean for PlayStation it's not too surprising for me. They came in with a lot of momentum. A lot of people love the PS4 and their games and people, you know, just naturally will be excited for for its uh, successor and and expecting more games. The Xbox is a little more surprising to me because, you know, with with Xbox's, you know, play anywhere stance and you don't even need to have an Xbox to play Xbox games. I just figure people will pivot more more to, towards the PC. Um, and that's just from personal experience. You know, my sister and I have a couple friends friends um, who have a PC and are like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't need an Xbox. So Xbox's numbers are a little bit surprising to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's great for both for both platforms. Um, I know Jim Ryan also said, you know, the PS5 engagement is also really high, or the highest it's been. Mm-hmm. So that's great; people are engaged. And as far as the shortage, I mean, yeah, these numbers could have been higher, right? And <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's but... not yeah, they, yeah, they could have been higher. It's not surprising. It's not Xbox is a little more surprising to me. PlayStation not surprising to me at all.
0: See, I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of with you in the idea of. I don't know if they could have actually been higher because, like, I guess it's one of those things is, like, how much does the supply and demand uh, impact this, right? You know, a lot of people were just, like, jumping at the bits to buy these consoles because they're so hard to get. Could that have been what helped drove some of these sales? Maybe. We also know that video games and video game playing is becoming more popular, more mainstream. So, in my mind, of course, I also go, you know, logically speaking – it should be higher than in past because more people are playing video games i do think though just like you said though if we weren't in a pandemic if we had easier access like we did with the ps4 the xbox 360 the xbox series or xbox uh, one era and you could just go to gamestop and buy one today what could these numbers be
1: Well, let me stop you right there, because when I I wanted a PS4 around launch, and it took me about three to four months, you know, to be even sniff one, and I eventually got one. But even then, there was it was still pretty difficult to get one.
0: Don't get me wrong, yes, but it wasn't as difficult as it is now, where you know you gotta be watching Twitter to see, oh, it's in stock on this website. Hurry up, go buy it, or it's gonna be gone. You know that I I mean in that regards and of course as you kind of said it took several months before you finally had an easier chance to do it but we're getting close to a year now and for some of the consoles like the playstation 5 and the xbox series x i know the series s is becoming a little more easier to access um they're still hard to grab for a lot of people some people still don't have it like they want to um but yeah, you know, kind of going back to it, it's just like, what could those numbers be? And, you know, the fact that PlayStation gave some numbers when it comes to sales, you know, Ratchet and Clank, a PlayStation 5 exclusive, 1.1 million units worldwide, over 1.1 million. Uh, Returnal, we all know that like new IPs technically can struggle. And this is the first roguelike IP from Housemark. But still five hundred and sixty thousand copies, that is amazing. And Miles Morales, I know that was on PS four and PS five, but six point five million copies is still nothing to shy home about. Like this is this is amazing. Um I wish Xbox gave more statistic numbers too i know that you know daniel Ahmed gave it out but like i would i would love to have like the actual numbers directly from microsoft so we're not sitting here going "Hmm," you know is it is it actually 6.5 million or not but daniel Ahmed is been pretty on point with most things over his career so i'm obviously feel that's great or that these numbers are accurate but um yeah man it's it's awesome and then my other thing is you know, going with the the shortage of supplies, at least I know that some people will scream, "Well, scalpers bought a lot of these." I don't think you sell ten million copies and eight million of them go to scalpers. You know, most of these consoles are in the hands of actual gamers, and I think that the the ones that maybe are with scalpers, it is a very very limited number.
1: Even if they point. did, They're, even if they, even if what did you what was the number you said eight million went to scalpers yeah they're not buying it for no reason that's because other people are interested and are going to buy it i mean it's scummy for them to you know double the price or whatever yeah but the interest is there there's a reason they're buying it to sell it to other people
0: yeah i agree uh one thing that we're going to talk about is off of the playstation 5 is something that's long been requested is that you are going to be able to Put SSD in your PS5 with an upcoming update. So we're going to Eurogamer. This is from Ishrak Saban, uh, and he writes, It looks like support for PlayStation 5's SSD expansion slot is finally coming. Sony has published a new support page. They also put out uh, an article, if I remember correctly, about this as well, since we put this on the article. But uh, firmware... Uh, this new firmware that's going to be coming out is going to add support for M.2 SSDs. It's only available to beta users currently, but that update will be coming soon. So before I get into this other quick bit about it, I do have to ask you this. <laughs> there's been this, I've noticed it across the day. There's been this kind of like, I wa- I don't know, I, f- I want to call it like a fake outrage that to expand the memory on your PS5, you gotta take the you know the take the the plate off and unscrew some things and put the you know the uh, the SSD in and screw it back in and put the stuff in. Whereas on Xbox, all you gotta do is just take that proprietary X, SD card and plug it in, and you got expanded memory. Some people are like upset that it's quote unquote overly complicated to update the PS5 storage. As a PC gamer. Do you, Do you find that any like laughable or like what do you feel when you hear people say that the expanding the memory on the PS5 is overly complicated?
1: For uh, for like me and you, no, that's it's (laughs) that doesn't seem fairly difficult. But you know, consoles, it's they're supposed to be more convenient, right? Like it's it's. I always viewed consoles as I if you want to play games but you don't want to deal with the headaches, you know, of PC gaming, then you know, go console. So I think it. I think. There is some, you know, they do have some valid points in complaining, especially compared to the Xboxes, but it's not that hard, you know, take off the plate, you unscrew something, you put it in and you screw it back on. It, it's it's not that hard. Now, I do want to talk about this, you know, how limited or how many, yeah, like how limited it is or, or what which which M.2's SSDs that you can actually fit in there because they have to be a specific dimension or dimensions and something if they if you want a heat sink on it like you you have to make sure it has one you know before you install it and you know make sure it fits or you can install your own is it like why would they say that (laughs) that seems overly complicated to me
0: yeah, I mean I, I will tell you uh M.2 SSDs you can buy, you know, aftermarket uh heat sinks just like you can with your like aftermarket fans and stuff. So, I'm not a little bit I'm not surprised I guess by that, but they had already said for a while which again, maybe like I'm just not surprised by it that the it wouldn't be as easy as just buying any SSD to put into the PlayStation because of space and also because of the SSD that's currently on the PlayStation Five. Uh, you know, they kind of kind of make it work out well, but there is more that are coming out than. When the article originally came out, I know, like, they first announced the Seagate Firecuda 530 is compatible with it. There's a lot more that are compatible with it. I know, like, Samsung's M uh, 930 Pro, I think, is compatible, too. So, like, there is more options than what some people think, Um, you know, especially, of course, compared to Xboxes currently. They only have that Seagate um, SD card. Now that uh, exclusive is supposed to be running out soon so hopefully more companies are going to be right. making it and which will help with driving the cost down just like it will with ssds that you know m.2s those will costs will go down too
1: but um yeah
0: there is um, i just want
1: to say you know there, there's going. digital foundry already has a, a list of compatible yeah M. Dots too so you know the, it you don't need to make it more complicated complicated than it needs to be just whenever you're ready to buy one look up a list of um compatible SSDs and you should be fine
0: yeah and and one thing I just want to say at the end of it if you don't want to expand your memory you don't have to uh, I know that it's definitely some people want to have that extra space or they feel like with games now they're larger that they don't have uh the room to do it but I know plenty of people that never upgraded their ps4 memory and did just fine with the 500 gigabytes that were there I mean it, yeah it requires deleting some things and you know, moving some things around and stuff, but you can make it work. It's not, you don't have to upgrade it, so don't feel the pressure against it. Uh, one of the other things I do just want to talk about real quick, uh, we're going to just quickly blow through this because we are running a little heavy, is Mortal Kombat 11 has sold over 12 million copies. This is another Eurogamer article. This is from Wesley Yin Pole and they say Mortal Kombat 11 has sold over more than 12 million copies, Warner Brothers Games has c- announced. The Gory Fighter game hit 8 million copies sold in October. To put 12 million sales figures into context, Mortal Kombat X, which came out in April 2015, was in April 2019, NetherRealm's best-selling game with almost 11 million copies. Since the franchise uh, launched, 73 million uh, copies have been sold. S- uh, and the game launched in 1992. Um There was another uh, article somewhere that I am not finding. Uh, So I will just bring it up. I was listening to part of this on the uh, Kind of Funny Games podcast and our Games Daily. And they kind of talked about like when it comes to sales, like this is more than Smash, more than Tekken, more than Street Fighter. The 72 million, I should say, is more than any of those franchises. Isaac, how how do you feel hearing these numbers, seeing that Mortal Kombat 11 hit 12 million, especially with um just announcing recently that they're moving on from Mortal Kombat 11 to their next project.
1: Right. I mean, first of all, congrats to NetherRealm, right? They always put on a complete package in terms of, you know, of campaign, game modes, you know. It, it, their game in terms of fighting games, they they're one of the best in terms of making a, a complete package. So, congrats to them for 12 million. It is surprising. I, if you would have asked me before you told me this numbers, what is the best selling, you know, fighting game franchise? I would have said Street Fighter, mainly because of how many entries they have mm-hmm. um, in, in the in that franchise. And I don't know how they count, you know, the Street Fighter Four or Super Street Fighter, or Super Street Fighter Four and Ultra Street Fighter Four. I don't know how they count all that stuff, but I would have said Street Fighter. Smash isn't too surprising because there's only four entries in in that franchise. Um, I've always thought Mortal Kombat was more popular than Tekken. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it is surprising. 73 million is a a lot of units.
0: Yeah, I wish I could find where the numbers came out, but it's, like, it's in in order. It's Mortal Kombat, then Smash, then Tekken, then Street Fighter. And Street Fighter is, like, in, like, the 40 millions, and Tekken is in the 50 millions. Um, That doesn't make
1: sense to me. I'm looking this up, hold on.
0: Yeah, I, uh... It's it's crazy. I felt the same thing. I thought Street Fighter would have been much higher. I definitely did think Smash was the top one because Smash has that more casual appeal. A lot of people play it, you know, of all ages. So I kind of thought Smash would be the top. But I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I love Mortal Kombat. And seeing that Mortal Kombat 11 hit over 12 million copies, I loved MK11. So I'm super happy about that. I'm super stoked that, you know, the franchise is at, at 72 million. I think that's what I said earlier. So or 73, more than 73 million. So that's that's awesome. And uh yeah, I can't wait to see what Nether Realms next project is cuz Yeah,
1: you're right. I mean, I, this is off a tweet. So I don't know how reliable this is, but I'm assuming it's correct. Mortal Kombat 73 million, Smash 65 million, Tekken 51, Street Fighter 46 million. Yeah. That is extremely surprising to me considering how popular Street Fighter 2 was.
0: Yeah, I know. It is it is crazy. Um but we have to move on because, again, we're running long on this episode. So if you guys are interested on what is coming up next from NetherRealm, you're going to have to wait a little bit. But I will tell you what's coming out next week. And we're starting with today here on Friday is Alone With You for the Nintendo Switch Draft of Darkness for PC, no longer home for PC. On Tuesday, August 3rd, you have Grime for Stadia and PC, The Ramp for PC, Hunter's Arena Legends PS5 and PS4, which, by the way, that is a PS Plus game for for I think both PS5 and PS4, but I don't know for sure PS5, Uh, and Rocket Rubble for PC on Thursday, August 5th. You have the Falconeer Warrior Edition for PS5, PS4, and Switch, and the DLC For the Falconeer, uh, which is included in Warrior Edition, but separately is coming out for PC, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, and Starmancer for PC. And I also want to give a special shout out because I did not have this in last week's episode. I actually totally forgot that this game was actually even coming out, and it wasn't included on any of the other websites. Fuga Melodies of Steel came out on... Uh, July 29th for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That is by CyberConnect2. It looks amazing. It's getting some great reviews. I'm definitely interested in picking that up, but Isaac, how about you? Is any of these games jumping out to you?
1: Stop trying to distract me, Jeremy. I'm focusing on Disco Elysium this week, okay? <laughs>
0: Alright. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm sorry for uh, distracting
1: you. <laughs> I'm joking, but no, I looked up a few of these games. No, nothing really popped up to me this week.
0: Yeah, uh, the one that I'm... i am going to play is that hunters arena legends uh you know one it's a ps plus game so of course i get it for free so i'm going to download it but i did when they had the the most recent state of play for Deathloop's deep dive they showed this game off and i instantly was like Yo, this this definitely has my attention. I was excited. Uh, we talked about it in the the last podcast or for that podcast. Uh, I, I was I was excited for it, so I'm gonna try it out. I will say I was a slightly disappointed when I looked up Steam reviews because it is currently out on Steam. I did look up Steam reviews, and it was mixed mm-hmm. at the time. But a, at least what I saw on those Steam reviews is a lot of it just stemmed from people saying that the there weren't a lot of people in the game and that makes sense because you have to pay for this battle royale where versus you know like fortnite or apex legends where it's free so getting it for free on ps5 and ps4 i don't know if it's crossplay, but at least on ps5 and ps4 the lobby should be bigger for that reason there should be a lot more people on there so at least based off of what i was seeing people said the combat was on point that it felt rewarding but it's just They just felt like there just wasn't a lot of people in the game, so hopefully that PS Plus really improves that thing for me, and I'm I'm ready to dive into it. I'll be streaming it. We'll we'll have some streams next week, seeing if I can get a I don't know what it's gonna be called, but I'm gonna say if I becoming the top hunter,
1: (laughs) top hunter in the arena. No, where can we where can catch your stream?
0: You know what? That is a perfect time to give a little slight. You can go see my stream at twitch.tv slash That is twitch.tv slash d-a-r-s-a-y-28. And I stream on Wednesdays and Fridays for sure, and then sometimes on the weekends, uh, starting at 3.30 central p.m. 3.30 p.m. central time and go... Basically until like 6 or depending on how I feel, (laughs) I guess. Um, You know what? We haven't done this before. Real quick as we're going to finish the episode, Isaac, you stream every now and then. Where can people watch you on Twitch?
1: Listen, man, I stream just so whenever someone's curious to watch my gameplay. But it's I man, it's hard to say Isaac with two A's underscore on Twitch. So it is I S A A C. W i t h uh, t w o a s underscore
0: that is so funny like i lo- yeah, it's, it's, it's funny hearing sad. you say it out loud is so great you're like it's yeah. isaac with two a's and i know that someone at home was like oh it's isaac just isaac, and i just gotta isaac, write two isaac. a's down. <laughs> it's like no it is literally isaac with two a's <laughs> you
1: know i just made that my gamer tag whatever you want to call it because everybody i know Not everybody, you know, but a lot of people, you know what I'm on about and they ask for my name, they always spell it. I S S A C. Yeah. It's just like, no, that's not how you spell it. And then I put that on, on my, on my, you know, as, as my gamer tag, whatever. And then every now and then I get a message, but yeah, but that's, that's how you spell Isaac correctly. Yeah, I'm like yes, I know. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> I just want everybody to know how to spell it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, go check him out. Go check out my page. And again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. This one's going a little bit long, so we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, aka Darcey. This has been Texas's most wanted, Isaac Campos, and we really enjoy bringing this to you. Stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and as always, keep on game. We'll see you guys on the next episode.